Presented by BetMGM. 36-24, Cavs over the uh, Blazers. 7.30 to go in the second quarter there. We got a Hornets and Nets just getting started. 3-0 there. Uh, Pacers Heat about to tip. Knicks and Pistons just tipping as well. And then Bucks and Bulls at 8. I got the Bucks covering that tonight, too. The Bulls are just a mess. Tristan. Oh, they really God, are. God, they're bad. The thing about the Bulls, though, is they don't even care. It's almost like <laughs> so they're in la-la land. The players, of course, care. But the organization just seems to be like that dog in the fire meme. Where it's like everything's okay. Everything's we are just fine. fine. We're just working out and gelling on our chemistry. And it's like, no, you are on the brink of ultimate disaster. There's a certain point where if you're a management, you got to look and say, oh, we got players that don't want to be here and the team's not winning. It's time we make some moves. But nobody yeah. wants Zach Levine because nobody wants that contract. So, you know, may take uh, may take some time, if at all, for mm. Ryan's, uh, Ryan's Bulls to look like a, well, probably a team that gets gutted first before they're actually some sort of contender again. All right, we bring on Jared Greenberg, NBA on TNT. And uh, there are teams that obviously do care when we talk about the in-season tournament. I, I love what we've seen so far from it. Some of the courts are a little bit much, but that's uh, maybe they'll work some of those kinks out. Uh, now we're getting ready, obviously, for the, the knockout stage, the quarterfinals, and now we've had some teams eliminated. What has been the early... I guess, returns that you've heard from people in terms of whether it's teams, players, whatever, and how that in-season tournament is felt. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Trista, long time no talk. Appreciate you having I me know. on. How you doing? I know. we got to have you on more often. Let's go. Let's go. I mean, I heard this pays a lot of money, so I'm excited to, to start this relationship <laughs> with you guys. Um, yeah, no, I listen, I'm fired up about the in-season tournament. Is it is it perfect? No. Do they need to make tweaks? Yes. But... I've been somebody who's been trying to argue with people for, it feels like, two decades that, that the regular season is important in the NBA. It is. There's, And we've lost some of that integrity. It's been watered down. And the complaints that I've heard about it are just, to me, mind-boggling. It's just this get-off-my-lawn mentality of, ooh, change mm-hmm. is hard and change is not good. No, like, this is fun. Tuesday night, I was on the air, I hope host our our whip around show it's called crunch time on the nba app and the fact that we not we not only had meaningful basketball with teams playing hard but over the last 10 years we've had trouble getting guys on the court for regular season games now i got jason tatum in the fourth quarter up by 30 trying to maintain a 30 point lead if you don't like that like that's great and people are saying that's not basketball who said that's not basketball and why does that person 50 years ago get to dictate what happens now it was great to see games being played for 48 freaking minutes in november mm-hmm. when did we get to the point where unwritten rules were a thing in the nba this isn't major league baseball i heard right. devin booker he was like that i i would love this every single night because right. to me it feels like sitting your starters in the fourth quarter actually makes really really bad teams seem more good or mediocre than they are which gives these gms coaches and players cover for really just how terrible they are and the accountability that's lacking. No question. I mean, you guys talk about the the betting aspect. We do that, too, on Crunch Time on the NBA app all the time where, you know, you think you know what the – you feel good about the bet you're going to place, but then a coach, whether he's on the winning or losing side, decides to pull his starters midway through the third quarter because he's waving the white flag, and now that affects everything that you've thought all day about the bet you're going to place on the game. So I, I agree. You know, this is not baseball. And that's one of the things that I love about Adam Silver 
uh, the commissioner of the NBA, who has said from almost his first day on the job that just because something has been done since 1947 does not mean that's the way it has to be done moving forward, whether that's an 82-game regular season, whether that's our playoff format, wh whatever it is. And, and injecting a little life into the regular season, to me, there is absolutely no negative about it. And if you want to argue it, I, I'd love to go to, uh, to, to go to war with you on that argument. <laughs> yeah, the NBA has always been willing to try new things, and I think that's what makes the league great because if you just get stale, right, people get bored. I mean, they're just sometimes right. you've got to at least give these types of things a shot. Talking to Jared Greenberg, BetMGM tonight. Uh, so w with the early thing that I've kind of noticed with this too when you talk about uh, like games being played 48 minutes, and thank God too because there's nothing worse than when a prop dies – in the fourth quarter yeah. because all the starters are sitting and you're just going, I was on the right side and now I'm screwed because Jokic played 27 minutes and the Nuggets won by 35. <laughs> but, you know, there are right. some younger teams where it feels like this tournament maybe does mean a little bit more to them than, say, you know, a team that's got their eyes on an NBA title. Now, that may be perception. That may not actually be the case. But that's kind of the early feel that I'm getting from a team like the Pacers who obviously plays the Celtics mm. in a few days and we're going to kind of start seeing I think a little bit more of a sample size of what this tournament looks like when it's all said and done. Does that kind of feel that way for you too where some of these young teams this is their chance to kind of take that next jump knowing that okay if we're being honest we're not an NBA title contender yet but maybe we can sneak in and right. win this tournament. Yeah Nick I, I thought that there would be two different approaches to the in-season tournament. And the first is is what you're talking about. Young teams who are a little bit more hungrier, who haven't won anything, so winning something for the first time in an NBA Cup would be cool to them, maybe valued more than an older team. But I also think that there are teams like the Lakers, like the Suns, who can't afford to wait until January Bet MGM tonight. Join us for. Go Kansas State. That was a big balls three. Three you minutes ago, put big balls the thing up three. Now favorite team, my true favorite side. Boss written all over him. Goody can't suck. or, um, you know, in terms of free agents that are out there, not that there is that many, but what can we do around the edges to get our team prepared for a April and May basketball? What do you think about the Magic and why they've become so potent defensively? Our Magic, Our Magic. Our Magic. Jared, I took them to <laughs> won the division, and yes. boy, oh boy, BetMGM keeps giving me cash-out options, and I'm no coward. I'm <laughs> no, not taking no. it. I wouldn't take it either. I, I've, I've loved the Magic for a while. This, If, if you've been a, a true diehard Magic fan, you've been on the fun bus that they park outside of Amway Arena, um, then, then you would know that this has been a slow churn, a slow burn, right? It's taken a long time. They really swung and missed at a lot of draft picks. They made some really questionable draft picks um, over the last few years. But Franz Wagner is probably the best player in the NBA that – casual NBA fans are not talking about. Paulo Bancaro is sensational. They are so freaking big uh, on their front line with Wendell Carter and, you know, obviously he's dealing with some issues, but um, Carter, Wagner, 
um, you know, and Batadze, who's come in out of nowhere and, and filled in Bancaro. Yeah, and, and the fact that they're so deep in the guard rotation, like their guards even, I don't, you know, Cole Anthony's had some really good games, 30-point game the other night, but I, I don't even think Suggs and Fultz are gelling to that point that that they can be that good. But it's been, it's it's all about patience, right? And Jamal Mosley, I don't know if you guys have ever spoken to him, but he is one of the coolest guys. Like, I just feel like he connects with his players, and it just makes sense that they're ready. Listen, again, like you said, Nick, like the Pacers, they're not a team that's going to win a championship this year, but they're a team that I thought was going to be a lock for the play-in tournament. Right now, I'm excited to see the Magic battle with teams that are going to take it easy in February and March, and they're going to put pressure on them to make the top six in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, sometimes it just takes one season for all these young players to just click at the right time, and it really feels like that's starting to happen with the Magic. On the other side of things, there's the Warriors, who at this point might be struggling to get into the play-in tournament if this continues the way that they look right now. Obviously, look, they're older. We know they've had dealt with some injuries, the Draymond suspension. Like, there's a lot going on. It's an 82-game schedule. Klay Thompson's not worried. That's fine. He probably shouldn't be with all the success they've had in the past. But when you watch the Warriors right now, do you see a team who's – at this point, maybe just a fringe playoff team at best? Yeah, I, you know, to me, some of their roster construction decisions have been questionable over the last couple of years. Uh, I understand why they went out and got Chris Paul, because their bench unit was just so bad. And let, let's not kid ourselves. Nobody in the Warriors organization, if, if they're taking a lie detector, thought he would come in and start as many games as he had. He has that that and and they kind of placated him, saying we'll figure it out in training camp. That that's garbage. He came in because they had no one to control the second unit last year, and the second unit was the worst second unit in all of basketball. But to me, as bad as that was, their bigger issue is they can't rebound the ball. They've got no consistency behind Draymond. Steve Kerr does not trust Jonathan Kuminga, who now is obviously uh, dealing with some things. But you know they they just don't have enough they've not, not put enough attention on their other weaknesses like um you know defense like they're 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 playing the post um and to me you know Wiggins is starting to come on he's playing a little better but yeah the whole Wiggins clay thing has to resolve itself and now you know with Gary Payton's going to be out he might be out the whole year oh. with, with his calf injury yeah. um you know, this it's just it's devastating for them. But but I'm not as down on them as I think some people are, just because I, I believe in Steph Curry. And what Steph Curry did what what I don't think people are appreciating enough is what Steph Curry did in the first month of the season with as bad of a supporting cast as he had should make him one of the top three MVP candidates. Now he won't yeah. last there if this continues, but he has been just so superb. But we saw it the other night. You know, if Clay and Wiggins can't hit big shots, and and the decision by Steve Kerr to take Moses Moody out of the game, I don't. I'm, I'm curious. He probably hit his prop. I, I would imagine that game because of how how hot he was. But how do you take a guy on a heater off the court when all you need is other guys other than Steph that can score? Yeah, now Clay and Wiggs feel like they're kind of turning on each other, too, talking about who should be sitting and coming off the bench. <laughs> uh, we have just about a minute. I wanted to get your thoughts on what team right now is waiting in the weeds, kind of hanging below the radar that you think has the potential to be dangerous, say like a Pelican, say like a Clippers or a Cavs or a Timberwolves. Yeah, I, I love the Timberwolves right now. I think the fact that they're playing defense the way they are, they're consistently through the first month of the season been top two, top three. Um, and Anthony Edwards is, is a bona fide superstar. I did not think he would be this good, particularly this quick. 
and the way they've gotten Cat and, and Rudy Gobert on the same page, remarkable. They get McDaniels back into the lineup in the next few weeks. This team is going to be a big problem in the West. Jared Greenberg, NBA on TNT, NBA TV. You see him everywhere. You know the face. You know the name. Love having you on, man. Woo! Appreciate the time. Spitting. Thank you, guys. Great to, great to talk to you. I, he brings up a good point, too, about like young teams or like older teams kind of testing out what they are, are. Like, what you're like in a playoff scenario. That's it's almost like a preseason playoff. I exactly. think that's that's another really good way to look at it. All right, some last minute props. We're 20 minutes away from kickoff Thursday night football. Seattle, the Dallas Cowboys. It's Ben MGM the night.